Welcome to the Be Well Buzz podcast, your number one weekly source for natural health and wellness. This is your resident nutritionist, Sean Stevenson. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you three totally free things that you can use to add years to your life. Now, of course, we're not just trying to add years to our life. We're dedicated to adding more valuable life to our years and ensuring that our health and vitality is at a very, very high level as we continue to age and as we continue to progress in this life. It's very, very important to understand that most people say, hey, yeah, we're living longer today, when in fact, many of us are dying longer. We're here on the planet for more months, weeks, and years, but we're not living at a high state of vitality. And this is where we really want to be at. And for that to take place, of course, nutrition is important. Of course, exercise is important. But it's the subtle things. It's the small things that we do on a day-to-day basis that really stack the odds in our favor. And that's what I'm really about is providing people with everything that they can possibly use to start stacking the odds in their favor to make sure that they're here living a strong, healthy, vital life for, for many years to come. And today... I'm going to share with you these three things that I found to be absolutely phenomenal. You know, when I start to dig around in the research, it actually blew my mind. And at the end of this, I'm going to share with you some very specific action steps and some of the things that I've been doing to integrate these things into my life. So what I call these three things are the three S's. And you want to make sure that you're employing these three things every single day to make sure that you're getting the maximum amount of results. So the first one that we're going to dive into here. The first thing that's totally free that you can use that is scientifically proven, funny enough to be able to add life to your years, is smiling. Now, many people might think that what in the world smiling that's going to make me live longer? Actually, yes. And what I'm going to do is give you some of the background first before I actually cite the specific studies that show that this stuff really stacks up long term. So first of all, you know, smiling, laughing. When you laugh, your body releases endorphins. And these are essentially brain chemicals. These are neurotransmitters that make us feel happy. And this is a natural pain reliever, a natural stress reliever that we have built into our system that we can activate just by laughing, just by smiling. We literally have that power within us. Laughing also reduces the levels of stress hormones in the body, like cortisol, for example. And with that being modulated, what we're going to experience is a heightened state of energy. I don't know if you've ever paid attention to that, but after you've had a good laugh, you actually feel more alert and awake and more sharp. And also, laughing has been shown to be beneficial for the cardiovascular system, the respiratory system, and the immune system. So that in of itself should tell you, hey, I need to start laughing more. I need to be a little bit less serious and enjoy myself a little bit more because it's going to provide me with a lot of benefit. Now, I started off by saying smiling. And this is what's actually been shown with a very long-term study that is absolutely fascinating. Just smiling in and of itself. And what happened in this particular study was they looked at baseball cards of the baseball players during the 1952 season. And what they did was analyze 150 players from those who had no smile those who had a partial smile, and those who had a full smile, like a ear-to-ear, just the full-on thing. And this was actually indexed by the degree 
of the muscles surrounding the eyes, how they were contracted. Now, what was found is that those players who actually had no smile on their baseball card picture lived an average of 72 years. The individuals who had a partial smile lived 75 years on average. And those who had a full-on, not holding back, smiling ear to ear, lived an average of 80 years. Literally eight years longer than those who had that mugshot photo just straight away, straight-faced. And this is absolutely fascinating. Because not only were they able to track how long people actually lived because of the study being done based on that particular profile, what they found is that this actually translated over into many other areas. There was another study that did something very similar to this with Duchesne College, which is a women's college, and they actually monitored and looked at those who had a no smile, partial smile, or a full smile, what they call a Duchenne smile. And what they found was that those individuals who displayed the fullest smiles actually had more success in their marriages. They're the ones who had happy, long-lasting marriages on average. And these things are not just coincidences. You know, these are a true testament to our essential attitude that we're carrying through life. And it's not just being fake and, you know, I'm going to put up a plastic smile. According to psychologist Dr. Michael Lewis, simply using the same muscles as smiling will put you in a happier mood. Just using those muscles. And this is because those muscles are a part of how your brain actually evaluates your mood. So there's a very intimate connection between our physical display, the, the way that we're moving our body, the way that we're using the muscles in our face and smiling, connected up to our nervous system and connected up to our brain and the release of certain hormones. And we're actually in control of these things. And it's so powerful. So that is number one of the three S's, smiling. Just smiling will add valuable years to your life and life to your years. So let's move on to number two of the three S's. And this one, I'm going to start off with a question. Do you like it in the shower, in the car, in front of others, in a duo or group? What the second S is, is singing. A joint study conducted by Harvard and Yale indicated that choir singing increased life expectancy among people in the groups they studied in New Haven, Connecticut. Their report suggested that this is because it improved their heart health and enhanced their overall mental state. Now, this is Harvard and Yale. These are the big guys coming out and saying that singing actually makes people healthier and singing actually increased their life expectancy. Research has also discovered that singing aids in the development of motor control and coordination. And even recent studies have shown that it actually improves our neurological functioning. So singing can actually make you smarter. Research has shown that singing can aid in the production of more anti-aging hormones, as well as protecting us against Alzheimer's disease. Professor Graham Welch actually said that singing could be an essential weapon in our anti-aging arsenal. And he's actually been studying musical medicine for 30 years. You know, before this research, I didn't even know there was such a thing as musical medicine, but it totally makes sense. Medicine has historically been those things that provide the conditions for healing in the body. And music can definitely be considered something in that caliber. 
And Professor Welch goes on to say that singing literally exercises several systems in our body and actually increases the ability of our cells to uptake oxygen. This is all enhanced by singing. So where do you do it at? Do you do it in the shower? Do you do it in the car? Are you singing out in front of people? Are you getting on stage? Are you singing with your family? You know, all these things are valuable. And this is a very primal thing that's connected to something that our genes expect of us to be able to use our voice to create harmony. And it's very, very powerful as the science has shown. Now, the question is, are you going to take this one for granted? It sounds so simple to just sing and we're going to actually be producing more anti-aging hormones. Well, it is that simple. And these things are all within us already. When we're running around trying to take another supplement to be able to produce more anti-aging hormones or to take hormones, when we have many of these things built into us already. So that's number two of the three S's. It's going to add valuable years to your life and life to your years. So I'm going to move on to my third one. And this one is one that's intimately connected to me and something that I fell in love with. Number three of the three S's is study. And I call this study and new learning. There was a study published in the journal BMC Public Health that showed that more education is actually linked with lower blood pressure, lower BMI, and less smoking in men and women, as well as less alcohol consumption in men. This was actually a peer-reviewed published study. On top of that, I found a study done in 2008 by Harvard University that was published in the journal Health Affairs showing that people who have at least 12 years of education live longer than those with just a high school education. Now, to some people, they might hear that and think that I just need to make sure that I go to college to ensure that I'm going to have a higher quality of life and to live longer. But it's not as cut and dry and black and white as it may appear on the surface. So first thing I'm going to do is dig in a little bit further and show you the research. And then we're going to talk about what it really means. So in 2011, the CDC released a report that compared the life expectancy by degree of education attained. And there were four groups. Group one had no high school diploma. Group two had a high school graduate degree or GED. Group three had some college and group four had a bachelor's degree or higher. Now, what they did in this study was marked how long on average the person lived after the age of 25. So how many additional years are they going to get from the age of 25 on according to what type of education they've achieved? And here's what they found. The no high school diploma group. For male and female, you know, it's obviously going to be different because women just tend to live longer than men. Men lived an average of 72 years. Women lived an average of 77 years. Now, with the high school graduate degree or GED, that bumped it up for men four more years of life. And for women, five more years of life just by accomplishing high school or GED. With some college, that added another year onto both. Not particularly significant for some people, but a whole extra year of life and being able to experience life and all the gifts that are here, that can mean a lot for some people. And then finally, for the bachelor's degree or higher, that added on another four years of life for men 
and another two years of life for women. This brought it up to a whopping age of 81 years life expectancy for males and 85 years life expectancy from females compared to 72 for males and 77 for females. That is absolutely astounding. Now, what they did on the surface level is they found that the bachelor's degree or higher, this particular group of individuals were less likely to smoke. They tended to have a better sense of control of their health and access to programs, health programs. And also was found that they were more likely to make healthier food choices and avoid harmful ones. So these things were attributed to the increased level of education. And I actually thought about this in great detail and me being someone who's gone to a traditional university, a four-year college, and seeing how could this actually translate over? Why is it that people who went to college are going to be less likely to smoke and be in more control of their health? Well, what tends to happen is your peer group, you know, conversations, just the idea that you are more intelligent, you are uh, a person of higher learning, you're going to engage in certain activities and behaviors and not saying that they're right or wrong because some things that we accumulate in higher education are actually not particularly helpful. You know, we're not really taught about sovereignty, self-ownership to a great degree and entrepreneurship and being able to actually not just be part of a a spoke in a tire, basically, but to be your own entity, you know, we're more so on many occasions taught to be a worker. And for some people, that's fine. For others, not fine. But it's just that knowledge that you are an educated person that's going to tend to lead you to looking at the facts and choosing smarter things because you're smart. It's something that we tend to identify ourselves with as we become more educated. Not saying that one is better. That's the big mistake that someone is better because they have gone to college or they've got a master's degree of something of that nature. It's not about that. It's what the individual identifies in their own mind as, I'm better than this. I'm better than these situations. And I'm going to create rules and structure and standards for myself to actually match up to my ideas of who I think I am. And here's the big thing. We can all do this. It doesn't matter if someone has a high school diploma or not. Some of the most successful people in the country have nothing more than a high school education and are living long, vital, healthy lives. So I don't want people to get caught up in the fact that they need to go to college to improve their chances at living a long, healthy life. It's not about that. It's about being a sovereign individual and choosing to continue to educate yourself, to learn from within. That's what education truly means, the root of where the word comes from. To be a scholar is to take leisure to actually learn and discover, you know, to be like a child. Whereas when we go to a traditional school and university, all these things, we're not necessarily a scholar. We're more of an academic and learning, you know, chant learning, memorization to be able to pass a test. And with that, though, still comes the idea that I'm better than certain things and I need to identify myself with that and create my behaviors to match up to my identification. That's important. That's powerful. But we don't need the so-called education to be able to, to do that from a traditional university. We can do this within ourselves. And what we have to do and why this is actually so intimate for me is to fall in love with learning. You know, when we're born, all children are naturally scientists. 
they're already perfect explorers and scientists because they're looking into things, discovering, trying to figure things out constantly. And then at some point, most of us are put into a structure where that part of us gets pushed down and weakened and atrophies because we're taught that we need to memorize all these dates and figures and numbers and not really using our innate ability to actually think for ourselves, to critically think, to to be expansive in our thinking, to experiment. And that's obviously not the direction that we want to go for ourselves and our children. But this is not about education today. This is about the three things that can add years to your life and life to your years. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and dive into the action steps, to the things that I want you to use on a daily basis to be able to accumulate and achieve these goals and bypass the surface stuff, bypass the idea that, okay, I need to put on a fake smile or the idea that I need to go and get a four-year degree so that I can live longer because it's not about that. These action steps are going to guide you all the way there. So action step number one, which is related to smiling and longevity. It's something that I call the smiling meditation. And this is something that I do every day myself. So upon rising, when you first wake up in the morning or you hit your alarm or whatever, as soon as you wake up, lay on your pillow and put a huge smile on your face. Put a huge smile on your face. Hold nothing back, just the biggest smile. And just lay there and think of all the things that you're grateful for. And just go through your mind and think about those things. At least five things you're grateful for. Do this for a full minute, having that big smile on your face. And you're going to be good to go. You're going to be getting those benefits, obviously, of those good hormones. But you're also setting the tone for your day. And so many wonderful things, little happy accidents or synchronicities are going to start to happen as a result of doing this practice. Because you're literally setting the tone for the attitude and the and the vibration that you're going to carry this day. So that's number one. Action step number one is to employ the smiling meditation first thing in the morning. Simple thing, one minute a day to set the tone for your day. Action step number two, and this is related to singing and longevity. This one is simple. Just sing. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you think you can or you think you can't. That doesn't stop most people anyways. It's something that's primal for us to use our voice to create music and sound with our voice sing every day in your car in the shower and the funnest thing is actually to sing with your family or your kids you know just having fun it's a wonderful thing and it's something that's scientifically proven to add valuable years to your life and life to your years now the third action step and this one is connected to study and new learning and longevity Make it a habit to learn something new every day. Fall in love with learning. And not just random stuff that you don't like. Learn about things that you actually enjoy. Some of these tactics that you can use to actually learn something new every day is to read every day. It actually shocked me while I was doing my research to see that the numbers of people actually reading books has gone down tremendously. And I'm coming from the premise that leaders are readers and that actually worries me a little bit and i want to see that shoot back up on a nice upswing 
by people really empowering themselves and reading. So make that a new habit for yourself. Read something on a daily basis. That can be your thing. It's not just learning in the typical ways that we think of also. There's an internal learning. There's an internal exploration that can really be beneficial. You can learn to meditate, for example. There's a tremendous amount of research suggesting that meditation in and of itself lowers stress hormones and actually contributes to longevity. There's studies going on right now to see about the link between meditation and the protection of your telomeres, which we've talked a lot about telomeres here. You know, I actually uh, shared some videos with you here on Be Well Buzz with a university lecture that I did going in deep on telomeres and basically this being our biggest understanding about how we age and that mechanism in ourselves that causes our body to print out different versions of ourselves, older version of ourselves. And the telomeres are there. They're like the little caps at the end of our chromosomes that keep them from fraying, like the caps on your shoelace, for example. And as we age, as the cells divide, those telomeres keep getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So there's research now being done to actually look at the link between meditation and protecting those telomeres. And I think it's absolutely fascinating. And another more active form of this that can really unite the body and mind and really set the tone for a powerful day is Qigong. And my friend Peter Ragnar, who I've learned so much from this guy, and he's the true outpicturing or example of longevity. He's the walking, talking, real deal. Put together a wonderful Qigong course that we share with you here at Be Well Buzz, as well as we'll probably go ahead and put a link up to it anyways, because it's just one of the things that I think is so immensely valuable for people, especially living in the, you know, kind of stress-fueled environment that we live in today. So meditation, internal learning is another way that you can trump this system. It's not about going and enrolling in classes at your local community college to try to live longer. It's about being an empowered, sovereign individual and taking it upon yourself to continue learning because the longer we learn, the longer we live. So one other little tactic here to employ some new learning every day is to play games. There's so much research connecting things like Sudoku, crossword puzzles, things of that nature with people and longevity and actually retaining their mental faculties. So that's the real life to your years, not just years to your life. That's the quality. It's being here and being somebody who you don't need somebody to drive you to the store when you're 80 years old. You're going getting your own stuff. You're making your own food. You're doing just fine. You don't need people to do that. You know, I'm with several of my clients who are, you know, 70 and above and just looking at some of the things they do on a daily basis to be really straight with you, they all have something to live for. You know, they're usually working on new projects, new things, getting involved in different things. And it's really fascinating to see that. And I'm really picking this up. I'm paying attention because I'm taking all the best things that I can and adding it to my own health strategy. So also games like Scrabble, you know, the classic games like that. I don't know if I should mention this one, but you can use your phone, your mobile device to employ these strategies as well. There's things like Unblock Me is a popular game. I'm saying that with a big caveat because we do not need to be on that phone every day. We need to be connecting with people as well, like Scrabble with the family, for example, and getting off of the technology as well and being balanced. So you can use that as a supplemental thing, but you don't want to get caught up in that completely. So there you have it. 
three totally free things that you can do that you can utilize to add years to your life and valuable life to your years. So go ahead and leave me a comment below. Let me know what you thought about the information and make sure that you share this with everybody that you care about because this information can really be a valuable asset to people. These things are totally free and everyone has it within us to be able to experience more health and vitality in our daily lives. So this is Sean Stevenson signing off from Be Well Buzz and I'll talk with you soon. Thank you for listening. Go to www.bewellbuzz.com for more natural health information and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. Don't forget to share this podcast with your family and friends. Stay tuned for more from Be Well Buzz.